And welcome to the show, guys. My name is Sam Key, and this is the Better Business Podcast. I can't thank you guys enough for being a part of the first episode we have here, and I've got a very special guest lined up. And his name is Hunter Strickler. Hunter is the CEO and founder of Clutch Parking. Clutch Parking is an app that you can actually use to reserve your game day and event parking spots ahead of schedule before you even arrive. I thoroughly enjoyed this interview with Hunter, and I'm sure you guys will too. So listen up and enjoy. Welcome to the show. I believe that life is more than finding a job and collecting a paycheck. If you agree, then keep on listening for great advice from people approaching their careers and business the right way. This is my journey into the stories of successful men and women. My name is Sam Key, and this is the Better Business Podcast. And welcome to the Better Business Podcast. This is Sam Key, and I'm here with my good friend, Hunter Strickler, uh, CEO of Clutch Parking. And uh, Hunter, thank you for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Sam. So everything, everything going good in Birmingham and with the company so so far this year. Everything is going good. We uh, we really thought this would kind of be our our off season, um, but it's actually been a lot busier than we expected, which is a good thing and a challenging thing at the same time. That's that's understandable. I mean, with a growing company, the way. It feels like every time you turn somewhere, you see Clutch with the golf carts and um, all of the ads and stuff here in Tuscaloosa. It's uh, it's really a growing business. Yeah, we're really excited. Well, uh, Hunter, like I said before, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, and I'm sure a lot of my audience and the people the people that will listen to this will really value your insight and your your experience with building Clutch and working working with a uh, entrepreneurial mindset absolutely well uh i think what i'd like to do to start off the podcast is just kind of give a little context to who you are and with some of your background and maybe childhood and college experience Sure. So I grew up in Birmingham, a great family. My brother and I spent most of our childhood on a baseball field or a tennis court or some sporting event where we were either playing or or watching. Um, I think I probably got the love of, of college football from my mom and love of college basketball from my dad. And uh, so grew up, uh, I think most of my childhood was colored in some way by uh, or shaped by by sports. Um, after high school, I went down to Tuscaloosa for college. I majored in marketing with a concentration in entrepreneurship. Uh, sat through several pre-Saban football years at Alabama, um, which were not the uh, not exactly the the run uh, that's been been going on down there lately. But uh, helps give you a good perspective on. Uh, and, and really enjoy um, the, the success that, that the team has had uh, really over the last uh, 10, 12 years. Oh, definitely. I can, uh, I can definitely vouch for that, being somebody that sat at home and watched my, watched my father and my family really, uh, really go through some growing pains watching Alabama football for a few years. Absolutely. Um, also, when you, got out of, when you got out of college, I know you uh, worked for – night there for a little bit which is another low uh in-state 
marketing firm, I think, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so Night Edie um, is uh, Birmingham-based uh, event management and uh, sports marketing company. Um, but yeah, so my my uh, time with them has has been uh, a bit more recent. Um, but right out of right out of school, I had a number of uh, number of jobs uh, shortly after finishing school at Alabama, uh, and then more recently. Uh, getting involved with the the folks at Nidee and then uh, with Clutch. Okay, and were most of those jobs were they uh, more towards like the startup, or were they just a, mar- a marketing job that you got once you just got out of college? Yeah, my first job out of college was uh, really in marketing and sales at uh, a small business uh, in Birmingham. Uh, we were in the employment screening business, uh, so we helped employers manage their uh, drug screening and background screening uh, for their uh, for their companies and we did that for companies all over the country and then later on in my uh, time there I actually had the opportunity which I was very fortunate uh, to have the opportunity to launch uh, a a company uh, underneath that umbrella Uh, so it was sort of a a startup uh, underneath uh, an existing company framework which really helped me gain a lot of experience um, in sort of developing a new concept, bringing it to market and uh, hiring uh, some staff and and, and really building a team and and growing a company without some of the the risks associated traditionally with, um, you know, with some of the the, the startup world. So I really sort of think of that as a a great sort of learning opportunity uh, for me to then later go out and, uh, and, and start start clutch. Okay. And when you, uh, when you started that company, was it something that, uh, your boss or whoever you worked for at that company, was it something they encouraged? It was, we definitely uh, could not have done it without the support of, uh, of the guy that I was working for at that time, uh, who is a close friend and, and, and mentor of mine. Uh, and he was, um, he was an executive of the company, really sort of championed the idea that I brought to him and really helped uh, guide it and, and sort of uh, helped me get it off the ground. Uh, so, uh, yes, that was sort of the, 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 one, the one thing that really uh, helped me in that environment was having someone in the leadership of my existing company uh, who was willing to sort of believe in me and believe in the vision and believe in the idea that I brought uh, to the table, uh, and then really encouraged me and helped support me through that process of, uh, of, of, of sort of starting a new business line under that uh, company's umbrella. And that's really rare, um, uh, but I do think that more companies should, uh, should uh, invest in that. I think a lot of companies have really bright uh, people and bright ideas uh, in uh, kind of in their walls and, and under their umbrella. And uh, tapping into that and, and allowing you know people to to sort of take uh, take some resources and really sort of run uh, with uh, a new idea and get it off the ground. Um, I think that's something that we can we can learn a lot from. And again, I was very fortunate to to have the right leadership at our company that allowed me to do that. It it certainly sounds like it. And you touched on something right there that I think is extremely important for kids my age and people coming out of college. Your first job doesn't necessarily need to, or would tell me if you would agree on this. 
your first job doesn't necessarily need to be wherever you can get the most money or wherever you can get the best plan the best plan um it needs to be somewhere that you can learn and somewhere that'll really support your growth with something like uh like you had with a mentor or something along those lines there's no question about that a, a friend of mine told me uh once that um that you have to uh when you're making decisions in your career you have to understand whether it's time to learn or earn and for me and i think for a lot of people uh we want to get to the earn uh really quickly and we want to sort of do the do the earning uh pretty immediately uh and what is oftentimes the case is that there's really a, a learning period that needs to happen uh, before we really sort of take that next step and uh, and and earn, so to speak. And so I think that's really important, uh, not just for young people, but for anyone in their career uh, to really sort of understand, um, you know, the timing uh, that sort of impacts your decision making in terms of do I go down this path or this other path? Uh, but I, I've, I've, you know, committed that to memory and, and really find that to be valuable guidance uh, from my friend um in terms of sort of understanding the the time and the place and and decisions in your career uh understanding whether you want to prioritize learning or earning very true um okay well now now that we've got kind of your background and um what you what you did building up to clutch i'd love to go into more of your entrepreneurial stuff what uh what was the exact moment if you can recall that you decided to start clutch yeah, Sam, I don't know that it was a single moment necessarily. It was a little bit more of a process. I was in a really a transition period in my career, sort of the learn or earn decision that I was kind of going through at that at that particular point. I was presented with this opportunity to come help lead the clutch team. And I remember having a conversation with my wife that there was, I guess, a single moment. This would have, this would be probably the closest thing to it. Um, you know, talking to my wife about which path to pursue. On, on one hand, you know, there were sort of the, the peaceful waters of a more traditional job where, um, you know, could be home in the evenings and uh, not have to work weekends and uh, a little bit more, um, a little bit more of those peaceful waters, as I mentioned. And then on the other hand, there was this startup idea um, that would be really the opposite of, of that, uh, where it's, you know, a little more or a lot more uncertainty, uh, a lot less stability, uh, but gave me sort of the uh, ability to, to continue down the path that I had sort of started on, as I mentioned previously, uh, with the ability to, to uh, lead my, my prior uh, startup uh, under the umbrella of an existing company. And so I felt like that was the natural uh, next step. And even though it was less certain and, uh, and, and certainly more challenging, um, I remember my wife, uh, to her credit, really encouraging me to do that. Uh, and I think the thinking at that point was, if I pass up on an opportunity like this, I will probably regret it down the road, uh, not having um, scratched that itch, so to speak, not having uh, uh, you know, gone for it and really given it I give it in my best effort. So that was probably the, I guess, the moment, uh, so to speak, that I really decided, you know what, this is uh, this is something I really want to pursue 100%. Okay, and I, th I think um, 
I think the irony of that is you talking about how uh, you would be able to enjoy your weekends, and now Clutch is mainly a company that really gets most of their business and everything like that, and gets really hectic on the weekends on Saturdays. Yeah, that's that's right. So we're you know we're providing uh, a service for um, uh, events, but primarily sporting events, and so. Um, uh, you know, we're definitely all hands on deck during the fall and, and football season and, and many other events uh, that take place uh, around uh, the southeast and really around the country that we're supporting. So, uh, yeah, I used to um, used to have a pretty, pretty sweet setup on uh, on on game day and now it's turned into a, a work day. Well, I think it's I think it's going to really pay off and I will vouch uh the amount of work you put in on Saturday. I remember that. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I was actually part of the ambassador program this past football season for clutch uh, parking. And I remember the first Saturday I walked in there and I showed up like I usually try to about 45, 30 minutes early for our shift. And you were already, you were already in there in front of the computer, typing away, shooting out emails, um, getting in contact with people, making calls and all of that. And so that just really – that really inspired me to uh, see how hard somebody works. Well, we, we had a great, uh, a great team. Thanks to you and, and all the folks who, uh, you know, who worked as ambassadors for our big launch in Tuscaloosa last fall. Um, and uh, so we had a great team and a lot of folks worked really hard and uh, both on our staff and then, uh, and then, you know, with your group as, as student ambassadors, we really found that valuable and um, certainly could not have done it without you guys. And with the uh, with the ambassadors and with staff and um, all the people that are really helping helping clutch outside of yourself, uh, I'd like to lead with this question about uh, one thing that a lot of entrepreneurial people struggle with is getting that ball rolling, getting it first started. And I guess it's just they see the process and how long it can be. What did you do exactly to uh, go about getting clutch move up and moving? Yeah, so our story is a little unique, uh, and for those who, who aren't familiar, you know, Clutch is a, a game day parking app, uh, so you can think of us as the Airbnb of, of event parking or game day parking. Um, so rather than someone, uh, you know, a fan going down to a game or an event, circling the block, looking for someone holding a cardboard sign, you know, waving them down uh, and, and trying to make that parking transaction the old-fashioned way, uh, our app allows anyone, whether it's a, a resident or a business or a nonprofit, a church, a student, anyone who has available parking inventory around a, a stadium or arena or, or, or other event venue to list their, uh, list their parking and other amenities like space for tailgating in the app. And then fans can pre-reserve their space um, so that uh, they know exactly where they're going and what amenities await them when they arrive. And so that was the original idea that was brought to me. And when I was um, sort of tasked with and sort of accepted the, the role of, of kind of um, putting this together, it was really a combination of two different teams that were working on the same idea. And so uh, there was a, a joint venture forming up between uh, the technology people, the software developers who uh, had actually, and we did not know them at this time, but it was a group of software engineers who had uh, basically come up with the same idea 
and uh, and uh, they had developed an initial prototype of the of the mobile app. And then there was uh, the group that I was working with, and we had the the same idea at the same time. And we were really the the marketing and and uh, and and operations and business development uh, sort of people. And so. Uh, the two groups got together and we decided to form a team, uh, kind of pull all the, the resources of, of both those two groups together. And so I was tasked with sort of overseeing that joint venture of the tech people and the, the sales and marketing people forming a team uh, of the two ownership groups. And then we went out and, and, and raised some, some capital. And so for us, uh, the initial idea had already gotten some traction and had some market validation, which I think is really one of the initial steps before you go out and raise money, before you formalize, you know, uh, you know, a, a big team of people like we talked about. Um, there, there at least has to be uh, some way of testing the idea in a very low risk environment. And so that had already taken place by the time I, uh, I got there. So my role was really to take what had already been done and organize it in a way where we could form one team, you know, one company, one culture, um, and bring the, the best resources and tools, uh, you know, at our disposal from, from the broader team and, uh, and go to market with a really great product. And so that's, that's, um, uh, that was sort of the, the initial stage for me was putting this all together with the two teams and then going out and, and raising some capital around our idea and the market traction that we had up to that point uh, to prepare for our big launch in August of, of 2018. And with raising, uh, with raising capital and getting, uh, getting everybody to work together and really being the, being the head of the whole operation, what, uh, what would you say has been the most important skill for you in doing all this? Yeah, the the most important skill I think for really for any entrepreneur and and really even what we look for when we're you know when we're hiring is um, problem solving. Someone who can really take, especially in a startup environment where things are moving so quickly and changing so rapidly. Uh, one of the core values that we have on our team is flexibility, and we we have to be uh, we have to uh, adapt quickly. To different um, market realities, uh, and and even when our initial ideas aren't the the, the right ideas, um, especially when our initial ideas aren't the right ideas, we have to uh, to evolve quickly. And so the ability for someone to um, to really just be a, a problem solver is probably, and I don't know if that's technically a skill or not, but that's that's the first thing that comes to my mind, and. It's interesting because, you know, personally, that's something I'm actually working on, um, trying to develop uh, a bit more uh, proficiency uh, around, you know, being a, a, a more uh, a quicker and a more decisive and a more confident problem solver as these different uh, problems arise. But, you know, the one thing that I've benefited from is just having uh, a really great team around me that is uh, that's excellent at that. That's excellent at problem solving. So when I'm sort of faced with a challenge, uh, I have you know I have a group to sort of uh, lean on with respect to my business partners and and the rest of our team. Ultimately, it's up to me to 
to solve the problems the right way and to make sure we're staying on course. And, and that's my responsibility as a leader of the company. Uh, but uh, I've been really, really fortunate to have good voices, good sounding boards, uh, and people who really have that skill of problem solving. Um, uh, and that's something, again, that I'm continuing to work on. But I would say that's the, the number one number one thing that comes to mind that any entrepreneur or someone who's just starting their career um, can, 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 uh, can try to fine tune to add value to their company. That's great. Uh, and I believe, I believe almost everyone would agree that problem solver is a great skill to have. And it's definitely, it definitely doesn't just apply to being an entrepreneur. I mean, it's valuable to any company and any company is always looking for problem solvers. Um, Right. Okay, and also, you know, one thing that I've noticed uh, the last few years with social media and everything, the tide has kind of turned from it used to be the cool the cool job to have was to have a, like you talked about, a nice, really cushy job uh, that you got, you've got all these options and places to grow inside the company. Well, with social media and all of that, it's really grown into – uh, be it's it's a little bit cooler to be an entrepreneur nowadays, and with that, uh, you know, you see the kids that are sixteen, seventeen that have started their own company and are making six figures posting videos on YouTube. With all that, it uh, what I'm leading up to say is what is what is your belief uh, that is the biggest misconception about entrepreneurship today? What do you feel like most kids misunderstand? Well, I think you, you, you sort of said it there. Um, the, you know, I think that the, the shift in um, the way our culture elevates entrepreneurship um, is sort of a, a, can be both a blessing and a curse. You know, I, I'm, I'm actually really concerned um, by a lot that I see out there in terms of how we, we sort of prop up, almost deify um, successful entrepreneurs or startup, uh, you know, startup founders, uh, we put them on this pedestal and we say, wow, that's, you know, I can be just like that person. And um, that's certainly true. Um, people um, follow in those footsteps all the time. But, yeah, I would want to sort of uh, push back on that idea that the, the uh, proper motivation for starting a new company or for not going down a traditional path is because um, it's really cool, or uh, everybody's doing it, or look at all of this fame and fortune that all these other people are having. And if that's the motivation, I, I really think that um, when that gets met with sort of the reality of how challenging it is to get something off the ground and to, to grow uh, a company starting from, from scratch, um, I think that that's a, a recipe for disaster for a lot of young people who are uh, who are getting into uh, the, the startup world for those reasons, which I, I don't really think are the right the right reasons. Uh, so, so I think your question, Sam, was on you know the the misconception um, uh, or the biggest misconception with respect to entrepreneurship, and I, and I think that toward toward that end. Uh, you know, one big misconception is, you know, that a, a startup or, or any company is is always as good as its best PR. Um, 
So, so you mentioned social media sort of highlighting all of the wins and, you know, these really young people are really wildly successful because they've taken this idea to market and had this meteoric rise. And um, I think it's important to note that that, first of all, those are the exceptions to the rule, um, but also that uh, companies are rarely as good or as successful and the ride is rarely as smooth as it's made out to be in the article in Inc. Magazine or on entrepreneur.com or any of these other um, you know, outlets. Uh, it's, it's oftentimes the behind the scenes grind, uh, you know, the, the timing of the idea, the, the um, you know, a, a little bit of good fortune. I mean, all, all of these things sort of play a, you know, play a role. And so uh, I would just caution uh, you know, people who are looking into developing uh, a new idea or new startup uh, to, to make sure that you're doing it for the, you know, for the right, right reasons and not um, because uh, it's sort of the, the thing that's most in vogue, the thing that's, uh, you know, that, that looks really cool, uh, chasing sort of the, the fame and fortune, because that's, that's not the reality of, of a day-to-day grind of, of you know uh, of any company really, but but certainly not not of a startup. Yeah, and I I think a nice a nice question to go along with that would be um, with somebody that they heard they've heard what you're saying they uh, they understand but they're just dead set that they're going to start a company. What would be your advice to them uh, for somebody that's considering starting their own company? Well, first, I think it's important. I mentioned that I had a, a great mentor who um, I can't imagine, um, you know, taking the journey that I've been on without uh, really, really solid advice from a trusted mentor. So I think that's, that's number one would be find, you know, find a mentor, not just someone you admire, but someone who uh, really has done the kind of thing that you're looking to do. And sometimes that can be difficult to, to find, but you know, you want to be pretty judicious uh, with who you take advice from, but you, you know, you also want to be pretty aggressive in, in terms of pursuing uh, the right person and, and the right mentor um, who can help guide you and navigate you through uh, the early stages of your, of your idea and uh, give you some really brutally honest advice. Uh, I, I don't think there's any substitute for that. Um, you know, the, the other thing I would probably say is, um, talk to someone who, who's failed, you know, talk to someone who has, uh, you know, has, um, you know, launched a company and, and, uh, and, and maybe they haven't had quite as much success and you say, well, I wouldn't want to listen to someone who hasn't done it successfully, but you know, some of the, the best, uh, and brightest entrepreneurs I know have at least one failed startup under their belt. Uh, and I would take those folks 10 times out of 10 to lead another company because they gained an incredible amount of experience that sometimes you can't replicate with uh, this meteoric rise of success. Um, and, and so I would say, you know, find, find people who have done it is sort of the message. Uh, you know, obviously you want to talk to people who have done it well and done it successfully, done it effectively, but, but, uh, I think some of the, the best lessons can be from, from someone who's been in the trenches, who maybe hasn't had a success uh, and uh, has a lot of, of good sort of stories to tell and the scars to prove it. 
Um, and I think more of those stories should be highlighted uh, as far as, you know, how we perceive um, entrepreneurship and, 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 and startups in general. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely true. Um, a little bit more of a segue into your personal, uh, your personal self. Uh, what, uh, and I think this is an interesting question that I would like to uh, start making a, start making a habit of asking all of my guests. Uh, what would you describe yourself as? Would you describe yourself as a businessman, an inventor, an entrepreneur, or something else? You know, I've I've always been a, a little envious of people who can answer that question very definitively, and I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to hearing how you know how some of your other guests answer it. Uh, but you know, a lot of people have have a, a professional identity that's very clear. I, I'm a I'm a doctor. I'm a, I'm a writer. I'm an artist. I'm I'm an athlete or a or an attorney. Um, and, and I never really have um, have sort of figured out exactly <laughs> what I would uh, describe myself as. I, I, I'm definitely not. I think one of the ones you mentioned is an inventor. I, I'm not not an inventor. Um, I don't think I've invented anything, but I, I'm, you know, professionally, I'm, I'm really just a person who's passionate about building a great team and, and learning a lot along the way. Um, and so whether that sort of fits under the label of, of entrepreneur, I, I, I think that's probably the closest um, given the, the ones that you mentioned. Um, but yeah, I definitely have a passion for entrepreneurship. Uh, I'm sort of wired to be the closest uh label um if i had to pick one okay yeah and that's uh that's definitely a good answer um with business and um your career i think a lot of a lot of things that when kids come out of college they just have no they have no restrictions or anything like that and they feel free to conquer the world what, and my question to you is uh, how has having kids changed your perspective on business and really <laughs> on life in general Sure. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, having um, having kids has has really helped ground me, um, uh, especially my kids in particular, who seem to to know everything. They're uh, I have two two kids, uh, two great girls, uh, seven and four years old. Um, my four year old told me the other night, putting her down for bed, that uh, she said, "I I." Um, I think you, you mess up everything, but you're still a great daddy. And, and um, I wasn't quite sure what she was referring to, but apparently I didn't turn on the right nightlight. I had made a series of mistakes that evening in terms of the bedtime routine. And so she, uh, she made it very clear that, you know, from her perspective, I, I've really kind of screwed up uh, just about everything. But she said, you're, you're still a really great dad. And, um, and I thought, well, that's, um, that's about as good as I can hope for, uh, to, <laughs> to, to sort of, uh, to, to mess up that much, but, but still she, she's going to keep me around, which is really nice. Um, but, but, uh, look, I, I talked to a friend the other day who is leading a really great company, a, a great startup in Birmingham company is doing really well. And he's a young guy. He's just out of uh, college and he's, um, really smart, really bright, really great company. And uh, he was telling me that he said, I really just can't get out of work mode. I'm constantly in work mode. I don't have a family. I don't have a, a wife. I don't have kids. 
um, you know, I'm young. I, I started this company. I'm, I'm hiring people. I got a great team. And he said, I just can't, I can't turn it off. And I can't, there's no other outlet that I have to sort of, um, you know, decompress a little bit. And I, I sort of thought about that. I kind of empathized with him. And to some extent, all entrepreneurs have that, uh, whether you have other interests or family or whatever, you know, kids, uh, you, you have the, um, you, you sort of fight the battle of, of never being able to, to flip the switch off. Your, your mind is constantly thinking about work. But for me, kids are a way of sort of grounding me and reminding me that there is much more to life than professional success. Um, and, you know, they're pretty immune to the ebbs and flows, the good days, the bad days, the big wins that your company or the, uh, the, the times that are, uh, they're a bit tougher. They don't really, um, they're not really affected by that. And so you kind of come home and they're, um, you know, as long as they've got the, the, uh, the, um, you know, the ability to sort of, um, you know, express to, to you what, uh, how they're feeling and, and what they're doing. And they've got, uh, you know, they've got uh, everything kind of in their little world that's going well. Um, they're, they're pretty content. And so, you know, I think for me, you know, having that, uh, having that ability to sort of decompress with my, you know, with my wife and my kids, um, it, it's just a good daily reminder that, uh, again, there's, there's more to life outside of, of, um, of, of the little bubble that we live in uh, professionally. They, uh, they seem to definitely provide an unfiltered perspective uh, for things. They do. They do. And that's, um, that is a, a really good thing to keep me in check. Um, and they, are, they have no shortage of opinions on how I'm doing uh, as a father uh, at any given time. So that you can always count on them for, for honest advice. Uh, and besides uh, besides work and besides your family time, do you have any other hobbies that you to, or that you spend your time with, like playing golf or do anything else? Yeah, I, I mentioned earlier uh, that I kind of grew up around around sports, um, and so we're we're a big sports um, family. We're uh, constantly, you know. Uh, uh, attending sporting events or, you know, participating or, or um, you know, uh, uh, playing sports. And so uh, for me personally, I enjoy, you know, traveling and, and, and watching uh, all, all sorts of sports, but particularly college sports, which is uh, really where, uh, you know, what I kind of grew up, grew up watching. Uh, I do play golf. My golf swing is in the worst shape it's been in uh many years currently which i'm trying to fight through but uh uh hopefully i can kind of get out of this funk and and start hitting the golf ball a little better but certainly um that's a another hobby and and one that i hopefully can do a little more of in the future but uh not not as much time for at the moment well i think that's uh that's another piece of advice for young businessmen and women do not uh do not try to start your own company if you want to improve your golf game <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it, and it's a, a lesson that I did not take to heart. And my 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 golf swing uh, is there to prove it. So uh, I've got a lot of work to do in that area. Okay, and uh, just to just kind of wrap up some of my fun questions that I have for you that are not really business related. 
uh, what is your what is your favorite source of information? I know you talked about sports. Um, I'm sure you watch a lot of Sports Center. But do you have any particular podcasts, books, or television shows that you watch that you really watch very often? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big podcast guy, um, and so I have a very wide interest in um, topics uh, when it comes to podcasts. Certainly, books. Um, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm not as uh, diligent a reader as. Um, uh, many uh, of my peers who uh, always impress me with the number of books they get through every uh, every month and and all the wealth of information that they glean from those. Um, in, in terms of specific, you know, um, books or or podcasts, you know, one that we've uh, really sort of uh, implemented at our company recently is a is a book called Measure What Matters. And it's, um, it's a book about the system of objectives and key results, the OKR system, uh, a book by a guy named John Doerr, who is a venture capitalist out in Silicon Valley and has worked with a number of the most successful uh, companies in the world, Google included, and uh, has implemented this system of um, goal setting and, uh, and measuring the, the types of things uh, that really help propel your company forward. Um, so I think that that's a, a good one for um, any business person or aspiring entrepreneur to read. Um, and then uh, podcasts. I mentioned I'm a big podcast guy. Uh, on, on sort of the the business side, there are a number of really good resources out there uh, in terms of podcasts for uh, aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, so a couple that come to mind: uh, Masters of Scale by Reed Hoffman. Um, is a really excellent one. Uh, the Startup Podcast, or really anything by Gimlet Media, uh, is also excellent. And um, then there's uh, a 20-some-odd a uh, series, 20-something show series uh, from Y Combinator uh, called How to Start a Startup, uh, which is also one that I frequently recommend to people who ask me about um, – you know, resources for uh, for aspiring entrepreneurs. Well, that's definitely that definitely sounds like some interesting topics. Um, also, I guess closing up here, what uh what are some plans we can look forward to seeing from Clutch in the future? Like maybe this upcoming football season, new campuses, uh, any growing plans? Yeah, definitely. So we're we're definitely expanding this fall to uh, a number of new campuses, uh, primarily in the SEC footprint. So we've got plans uh, for a number of uh, SEC West and SEC East schools. Um, and the idea would be that as a, as a fan of any SEC school um, down the road, you can rely on Clutch for uh, if you're going to, whether it's a home game or, or a road game, uh, and it's particularly challenging for, for road fans or for visiting fans to know exactly where to go uh, when they're going to a campus they're not familiar with. So, so Clutch is going to help alleviate that problem at a number of campuses uh, this fall. And then we also, we're also moving into uh, working with a number of professional teams as well. So we launched this uh, uh, earlier this year. We launched in a number of uh, minor league markets, minor league baseball, uh, soccer, United Soccer League. Uh, we became the official partners for several uh, of those professional teams 
and helping transition their uh, their traditional physical parking pass system for their season pass holders to a digital platform using our system, which makes transferability and data tracking uh, a lot simpler. Uh, and we're able to, to connect the team with a lot more of those really important metrics on fan behavior uh, before the game. And so, yeah, we're, we're really trying to enhance the fan experience at a number of different venues, a number of events, uh, really both inside and, and beyond the world of sports, but certainly starting with a concentration on, on sporting events here regionally uh, and then growing throughout the country. Okay. And I, bl- and I believe I received an email earlier from um... – Sarah, Sarah is uh, Clutch's one of Cl- or Clutch's main marketing, head of marketing, and um, she sent me an email earlier about y'all's promotional video that we shot a couple months back. Um, so everybody, make sure you go check that out. I'll put that in a link uh, with the description of the uh, with the podcast later. Um, do y'all, how is the uh, United platform been? I know Atlanta is a huge market and something that has a lot of potential sports wise for you guys. Yeah, first of all, Sarah, Sarah is our secret weapon for sure, and um, and uh, it really, you know, coordinates our, our student ambassador program and has done a great job with that. Uh, in terms of our Atlanta growth, uh, so we started in Tuscaloosa last fall. We quickly established a presence in Auburn uh, and then a smaller presence in Knoxville. And then we took that same model over to Atlanta and set up uh, parking at uh, local churches uh, and some some businesses there near Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So we were able to, to provide you know, parking by reservation for fans attending the SEC Championship game, the Super Bowl, uh, and then now Atlanta, Atlanta United, uh, Falcons games this fall, uh, you know, the, the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic in Atlanta with Duke and Alabama uh, this fall, as well as really all the other events uh, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So, yeah, so that's obviously uh, another, you know, another market that we've, um, you know, that we've entered. And uh, we're excited about, obviously, all uh, all the opportunities and potentials there. Well, definitely some, definitely some big things coming down the pipe for Clutch coming up. Hunter, uh, once again, I really can't thank you enough for coming on here for the first official episode of the Better Business Podcast. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure that my um, my listeners have enjoyed it. I know I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, do you have any you have any social media you'd like the crowd to follow? Anything you'd want to uh, plug in? Yeah, you can uh, visit us online at imclutch.com. That's i m c l u t c h dot com. And then we're on all the social channels. Definitely follow us on uh, on Instagram uh, and Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we'd, uh, we'd love to have, um, obviously, more, uh, more and more participation from, uh, from students on all these campuses, um, certainly in Tuscaloosa and, and, and across the SEC. But uh, really appreciate you having me, Sam, and appreciate uh, all the work that you and your team did uh, for us in our big launch last fall. Oh, it was my pleasure. But, um, once again, thank you very much. Um, and... To all the listeners out there, thank you very much for being a part of the very first podcast um, we're building here. I'm looking to really grow this platform and um, look forward to sharing as much information with you guys as I can um, over the next over the next year. Um, thank you very much for listening in to the Better Business Podcast. 
See ya.